0: Keep Calm in the Crazy, Creating Sacred Space Things can be crazy, but you don't have to be. Isn't that good to know? If things are crazy in your life, it does not mean it's a reflection of your consciousness. I mean, you could just be nuts, in which case yes, but it's not necessarily the case. It could just mean you're working really hard to change things, to bring sanity and a sense of sanctuary to yourself and others. And the wackiness just has to be exposed so the sanity and the clarity can emerge. That's what I'd like to think about me in my life anyways. We may not always be able to control our experience, but we have a lot of opportunities to consciously respond, not madly to the madness around us, but from the sacred within. Not from the crazy around us, but from the strength within us. Not from the drama around us, but from the deepest reality within us. And it doesn't just help us to be calm in the crazy. It can ultimately help us transcend the crazy. I love how the Bible put it, be still and know. It wasn't rush around and know. It wasn't anxietize, worry, regret and know. It wasn't stress out and know. It was be still and know. Turn inward away from the crazy and be still and know. No peace, no stillness, no love. That's the power of having a strong inner sanctuary. You can be still and know even when life is moving at a 100 miles an hour. And you can even be in the you-know-what of it and still know the truth. I am a safe place. I am sacred space. Isn't it good to know you don't have to be possessed by the crazy? You don't have to possess the crazy. You can just pass right through it. Inner Sanctuary helps us to do that. And I know you can't always stop the crazy around you, but now I want to talk about the second half of this, which is sacred spaces. Creating sacred space. What is a safe place? For me, firstly... It's a place where I am truly and unashamedly myself. In the old folk tales of Br'er Rabbit, he lives in his laughing place, his true home. Where is your laughing place? That place where you can throw out the filters and just be you. When you create this sacred place and you know how to get to this laughing place, you can start to carry it with you. Secondly, it's a place where the spirit is not hidden. It's in plain sight. It's a place where I can close my eyes and know I'm safe. Where I can breathe or smile or cry and know I'm surrounded by something sacred. It's a place where I can be spiritually naked and bare. Not that you can't be really naked there if that's your thing, but I mean spiritually naked. Open. Available. Revealed. Spiritual practice is an exercise in self-awareness, but it is also one of surrender where I can place myself on the altar to be taken by a power greater than I am. Lastly, a sacred space for me is about as much dedication to inner life as to outer life. Even when it's a gorgeous spot in the mountains or at the beach, it still is about inner space. A sacred space isn't just a nice luxury, but it gives new birth to your real self. It can literally save your life. The great poet Mary Oliver had a troubled childhood and a constant lack of feeling in a safe place with her parents. She wouldn't find sanctuary at home or in the people she couldn't help but trust as a child. But one day in nature, walking upstream, she discovered it for the first time. I walked all one spring day upstream, sometimes in the midst of ripples, sometimes along the shore. My parents were downstream, not far away then farther away because I was walking the wrong way, upstream instead of downstream. Finally, I was advertised on the hotline of help, and yet there I was, slopping along happily in the stream's coolness. So maybe it was the right way after all. If this was lost, let us all be lost always. The beech leaves were just slipping their copper coats, pale green and quivering they arrived into the year. My heart opened and opened again. The water pushed against my effort. Then its glassy permission to step ahead touched my ankles. The sense of going toward the source. I do not think that I ever, ever returned home. It's interesting that she would be reported lost when she was in truth finding herself. Maybe getting a little lost would be a good idea for many of us. Your sacred space is where you can get lost and find yourself again and again. It's always a challenge when we find ourselves with others who do not know how to care for us or themselves. This can be parents, siblings, teachers, police, partners, and at times, I know, it's even been me. But we must remember something Oliver put strongly. You must not ever give anyone else the responsibility for your life. I love the definition Joseph Campbell gave for sacred space. He said, A sacred space is any space that is set apart from the usual context of life. Sacred space has no function in the way of earning a living or reputation. Practical use is not the dominant feature of anything in the space. You do not have anything in your sacred space that is not of significance to you for the harmonization of your own life. In your sacred space, things are working in terms of your dynamic and not anybody else's. Your sacred space is where you can find yourself again and again. Your sacred space is your soul's workshop, and a safe place gets us in touch with that. The key point I want to make about sacred space today is, sacred space must be intentional. See, the truth is that any place can be a sacred space when it is prepared and declared, because you're there. And some people have argued that the first religion probably involves someone drawing a circle some space and declaring, within this is something holy, and inviting people to step in. That's the magic of intention. So now I want you to think about your essential spaces. What are your five essential spaces? Mine are my bedroom, my car, my office, my living room, and my back porch. Now, I want you to visualize one, any of these spaces, and I want you to give it a blessing. This kitchen is for loving conversations. This bedroom is for sacred rest, or this bedroom is for sacred romance. This car is for smooth sailing and learning. This back porch is for recollection and remembering. And in your intentional spaces, you want altars or symbols you can place there. A sign, a picture, a quote, a candle. Something that reminds you of what it is there for and why you enjoy it. And hold that intention. Sometimes this means boundaries with the people that you love. Honey, this is our bedroom, not a boardroom. Family, this table is not for phones, but for one another. There will be no Justin Bieber blaring through the speakers in this car. God is in the details because God makes herself known through the space we make for her in our life. And this is the key to making our way calmly through the crazy and a benefit to it. And the magic of sacred space is it allows us to become sacred space too. A space for others to let their hair down and come home. A space for others to laugh when they're grieving or cry a space for the Spirit to speak in the silence when we share with one another. What a gift, John O'Donohue shared, to come home to yourself. May all that is unforgiven in you be released. May your fears yield their deepest tranquillities. May all that is unlived in you blossom into a future graced with love.